0: To tattoo Freaks and Business Suits, recorded live in our new office at the Personal Touch Career Services in Arvada, Colorado. I am your host, Donna Shannon. As a professional career coach, I help people navigate the hiring maze to get the jobs that they really love. So in addition to working with job seekers one-on-one, I do have a book available. You can find How to Get a Job Without Going Crazy on Amazon or you know many of the fine retailers in your neighborhood, including my website. Anyways, my guest today is Samantha Schultz with Plan Your Perfect Vacation. And we're gonna be diving into all your questions and things in flux about the travel industry and our new age of COVID. So I'll give her a chance to introduce herself in just a moment. If you're new to us, our show's purpose is to really explore and redefine the world of work, especially as Gen X Millennials and those to come after seek positions of leadership that still allow them to be themselves. So every show we do a topic related to business or job searching. And of course, we're going to talk about tattoos. Our sponsor is the Personal Touch Career Services, Denver's top rated career coaches. We focus on those practical tools for your job search, including resumes, LinkedIn profiles, job search coaching, and ongoing classes. So check out our ridiculously long website, which is personaltouchcareerservices.com. Once again, that's personaltouchcareerservices.com, or you know, you can just like Google it. So hi, Samantha, how are you today?
1: Hi, I'm very well. How are you doing?
0: Good, good. So your website is almost as long as
1: mine. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's just a mouthful to say, you know, <laughs> planyourperfectvacation.com. Plan com. yeah.
0: Yeah. So anyways, obviously you're a travel agent and why don't you just tell me a little bit more about yourself?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So again, Samantha Schultz. I'm the owner of Plan Your Perfect Vacation, which is a cruise planners franchise. Um, My agency is all about working with clients that are either overwhelmed exhausted maybe they're frustrated with the travel planning process and I am there to help alleviate their stress and save them time by using my travel expertise Um, I like to consider myself an expert in travel organization and planning um, based on traveling to now I think I'm at 60 plus countries
0: nice Um, yeah okay so now I gotta ask which one was your favorite trip Oh, gosh.
1: That, I, so I get that question a lot. And you know, I feel like every place is special in its own way. Um, but I will tell you, I have a desire to spend a lot more time in Africa. I have a lot more exploring oh. to do there. So that's my that's my top right now.
0: Nice. So I noticed that you actually launched your business in 2016. So what made you decide to take that leap?
1: Yeah, so it's been about four years, and um, I've actually had two careers prior to this one. So I used to actually be a little embarrassed to admit that. Um, but now I proudly share it just because, um, you know, even if you're good at something, or maybe it's right during a certain period of your life, it doesn't mean it's meant to be your life's work, and we all evolve as people. So um, I definitely evolved throughout my career. Um, I first started out of college as a high school business and marketing teacher. Did Mm -hmm. that for a number of years. And um, what's funny is I actually taught entrepreneurship and I had never owned my own business. So obviously something I desired to do, but didn't actually do. Uh Um, Love teaching students. um, But after moving around the country, it got more and more difficult to stay certified in each state. So um, I hopped into the corporate world and did corporate learning and development for a number of years. But um, I excelled in this role, but I was unhappy, I was stressed, and I realized that being in an office was not a right fit for me. Um, so I just decided that um, it was time for me to start my own business, take everything I was teaching students and actually put it into play. So everything I learned in the past has definitely helped with my business, um, but I decided it was something I needed to do that was a passion for me and be able to work for myself.
0: Right. So. What in particular drew you to the travel industry?
1: Um, Well, so I actually did not grow up traveling. My family, we, you know, we uh, didn't really, well, we actually didn't go anywhere internationally. We had a couple road trips here and there. Uh, So when I was in college, I decided I wanted to see the world and see what was outside of my bubble. So my first summer after my freshman year, I booked a six-week trip to Europe by myself. And I was incredibly scared. I was nervous, Um, never been obviously out of the country or away from home for that long. But after those six weeks, I was absolutely hooked to traveling, which I know a lot of people, they say once they go somewhere new, they're kind of hooked to seeing new places. And um, the next summer I spent four weeks abroad and really ever since it's just been, you know, where can I go next? What more can I learn and explore? Um, But really beyond just that desire to travel, when uh, many years later, I decided I wanted to take a trip to Australia, New Zealand, and Fiji. And those were three countries I felt like I just really didn't know anything about, didn't know what to do. So I actually reached out to a travel agent and Mm -hmm. I found the experience working with her to be a little less than stellar. Um, It it lacked some attention to detail, some personalization, um, level of, of expertise wasn't quite what I wanted. And so I realized at that point that there was probably a need that people were looking for, that they wanted someone that was going to really get to know them and really have that level of expertise. And that helped me leave the corporate world. Mm
0: -hmm. Right. So one of the things that I always think about, especially when founding a business, no matter what, is to understand who your target market really is. Mm -hmm. Um, So How did you initially define your target market, and what were like some of the? Obviously, if you're teaching marketing, you had some skills in this area to get out and reach to them, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Well, I mean, first, I mean, before even diving into who's my target market, um, you know, not all agencies are created equal. We all don't market to the same people, just like a lot, you know, most businesses. Um, What I really wanted to specialize in in my target market were people that were interested. Not only just an in international travel, but clients that value their time, they seek expertise, um, and they're they're wanting to hire a professional to do the job. so really, when you think about travel, You know, you can plan it yourself just like um, anyone can do their own taxes or you could cut your own hair, do a lot of different things, but you can always hire someone that's an expert, right? Um, So my target market, they're looking for these life enriching international experiences, things that they maybe don't know that exist, hard to Google or don't want to Google. Um, Really, my target market is looking for something that goes beyond the old travel agency days of just booking a plane ticket in a hotel really anyone can do that but finding you know these things that match my clients what they like to do what their desires are what they're wanting to get out of their trip Um, and then also having a very high level of service so beyond the booking process all the way through travel that's really the client that's seeking my services they're looking for just kind of the next step um, beyond kind of that do-it-yourself kind of model
0: right and and that kind of dovetails into like the next thing i wanted to ask you too Mm -hmm. is because you know obviously there's so many people who just book their stuff online or uh, it's like oh i want to do an alaska cruise i saw it can get it real cheap if i go in october i'm just going to do all this by myself so what would be some real benefits of using a travel agent versus you know trying to do it all myself on the cheap so to speak
1: yeah definitely um well I mean it probably sounds a little cheesy but I think um the right travel professional they can take a trip from ordinary to extraordinary so again I know that's cheesy but um really when you think about um all of the different factors that go into a trip I think a lot of people don't realize until they start researching or they book something and they're actually on the trip and they realize like shoot I didn't Think about that. So, really, what's different about someone just going online is websites not getting to know a client, what they like, what their preferences are, um, to be able to recommend the right things that will appeal to them individually. So, say, for example, in your cruise example, So going to Alaska in October, that's the end of the season. Um, Most of the times it's terrible weather. Things are starting to shut down. Um, It's not going to be whale watching season. You know, you may not get the experience that you want. Um, In addition, Mm -hmm. the, you know, the cheapest cabin may have an obstructed view. It may be um, below, you know, the dance floor of one of the lounges. It may Mm. be super noisy. So again, lots of different things that um, maybe to some people might not be a very big deal but I'm factoring all of those things into like, how do I make this experience based on what I've gone over with my client match exactly what they want? So, and you know what? And I think every client too, you know, or every individual, they have different levels of needs. So some people say like, Hey, I know where to go. I know where I want to go. I know what I want to do. Um, but I want someone to put all the pieces together. Some people mm-hmm. may say like, I want to go and what, you know, in your in that example, I want to go and see whales. Where's the best place in the world to go and do that. So they need those recommendations and the details and finishing touches to make sure it's the trip that they want. So that's where working with an agent, things can be exactly tailored to them rather than just like finding something and hoping it's the right thing.
0: Right. Right. Okay. So one of the things I, I definitely have to ask uh, because I know from speaking to a couple of different professionals in the travel industry that when COVID hit, this is where the power of a travel agent really came through. Because you know, I heard stories of people getting stuck abroad, uh, you know, they couldn't get out of the countries for quarantine or they're rushing to try to get into the last plane out. Did you have any of those situations that came up for your clients? Anything that you can share, of course. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, I mean, I I guess what's interesting is, so yeah, there was definitely a lot that hit the fan back in March. And really the reality is, is um, we're still working through a lot of things for clients. Thankfully, no one (laughs) is still abroad. Everyone is back home. Um, But, you know, the types of situations where clients could have been stuck somewhere, um, it was really necessary for me to make some quick decisions um, for them. So a lot of people, like a lot of clients that, or I shouldn't say clients, a lot of people that were traveling at the time um, that maybe didn't have an agent to help them out and that did find themselves stranded, a lot of times is because they aren't aware of, again those fine details and kind of decisions that we have experience with so for example you know people were in other countries it was like hey need to get back to the us and a lot of people were like what's the cheapest way to get home or even what's the least amount of connections which normally i would always recommend but in the case of covid if that flight was connecting back through another country and then that country then put up restrictions they then found themselves you know, basically not able to fly again or having to book more flights, which led to additional costs. So, you know, as an agent, we knew, you know, or most agents should know that getting back to the U.S. as quickly as possible. And even if you had two or three other connections from there was a better risk to take knowing that you were getting your feet planted back in the U.S. than taking that cheaper flight through another country. So again, those uh, were some of the things that I was able to kind of help um work my clients through there. Um and you know, I think that another thing too that really helped a lot of my clients with um getting kind of back on track with trips, whether they were like supposed to leave the next day or they had just left is we have partnerships with a lot of local teams and offices around the world. They are, you know, in destination. Same time zone, speak the local language. And that really helped with negotiation, getting them the resources they need, getting them rebooked as fast as possible. So, you know, all of us combined, we were really able to help everyone um, get home safely or get their trips, you know, canceled or rebooked or whatever it was. um, So we didn't have anyone stranded abroad. Mm -hmm. Right.
0: So, yeah, of course we're we're all seeing changes into the travel industry basically on what seems to be a daily basis now. So and I, and I know yeah you can't speak for all the airlines or anything like that. Uh so are there like any insider tips that you would have to you know either what to look for now or how the industry might adapt to our new COVID world sure. so to speak.
1: Um, so I would, well, I would hope that a lot of, um, individuals looking to travel would, if they have not used a travel professional previously, that they would consider using one now, just knowing, um, how much more complicated it is and how much more complex it is to travel, but not just, um, looking to work with someone that's in the travel industry, but working with one that's the right fit for them, the one that has travel experience and credentials to back up their expertise. So really like anyone would maybe, you know, call a couple contractors to work on their house, call a couple people that are, you know, have travel agencies or travel agents, talk to them and see, you know, where have they been, you know, where do they send their clients? How do they work with clients? Um, Because really anyone can call themselves a travel agent. Anyone can enter enter this industry. Um, But really making sure that the person you're working with has the expertise that's going to, you know, match what you're looking for and also be able to match the support that you need. Um, Because there are some people that are super well-traveled and maybe they don't need as much support. But the reality is there's a lot of people that this is going to be a new type of way to travel for them. And they're going to want someone kind of to hold their hand but not really be there. Um, while they're gone. Um, -hmm. so, you know, and I think too, even with that, because there are just so many regulations changing, um, on a daily basis and just so many different things to think about, um, you know, having someone in the industry that's, you know, staying up to, um, you know, up to date on everything, making sure that they're, you know, going to industry conferences, um, in working with other, you know, travel professionals, just making sure that they are professionally continuing to grow and stay educated is really important too.
0: Right. And that was going to be the next thing that I was going to ask is Mm -hmm. that I'm sure that you're staying on top of like, Yeah, industry updates or is is there like an association that you're connected with or anything? I don't know. So I
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a I mean, there's a couple different I mean, there's different um, industry organizations that I have credentials with. I'm also part of a host agency. So we have a whole network of agents that we all work together and we get information daily, Um, you know, tourism boards, I'm constantly working with, you know, getting their updates on basically country by country basis. Um, So it's, it's a combined effort of getting information daily and basically processing all of it. And I think that's also the biggest thing too, when you talk about just agents or the industry adapting to all of these changes, you know, even, um, travelers are really gonna have to start adapting as well. So you know, travel may not return the way it used to be. Um, it doesn't mean that it's not a worthwhile experience. It's just with those changing regulations on a daily basis, what you book today could look completely different even two months from now. And we all just have to be okay with being flexible and being able to adapt.
0: Yeah, and, and I think some of it too is the realization that things are going to be different for longer than anticipated because it's like I know a lot of people and I kind of fell into the trap too where it was like in April May time frame I'm like oh in July the some magic person is going to flip the switch and the world's going to be normal again mm-hmm. and we can travel and we can do comedy shows and we can do all this other stuff and guess what no, the flip didn't get s- no switch no switch yes, happened. exactly.
1: There's no switch. <laughs> Where is the switch, Donna? <laughs> I don't
0: know. If I had the switch, man, I think I'd be a rich person.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. I say that or a crystal ball. That's another thing too. Everyone wants to know when is travel going to come back, and I'm like, only if I had my hands on that crystal ball.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like its own new form of denial, right?
1: Right. <laughs> the whole,
0: oh, it'll be better in the future. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. And then now we're like, even the schools, you know, we're two right. weeks out of schools and it's like, uh, schools don't know what they're doing.
1: Yes, uh, exactly.
0: We got two more weeks to figure that out. Right. <laughs> right,
1: and who knows what will happen in those two weeks too. You know, it's always, every day is something new.
0: Yeah, I, I think I even heard there's some, I can't remember if some of the states or our counties that are pushing for a full and complete and total shutdown again so yep,
1: yep. absolutely so if yeah anyone, it's anyone's guess at this point
0: yeah it's like baseball started just last week and uh, this show is recorded so you know we're speaking it here at the end of July. And they've already canceled. They only had one right. weekend of games and they already canceled <laughs> thanks to the frickin' Marlins from Florida. Of course it was Florida. I know. <laughs> 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 yeah, so for, for those of you who hadn't heard the news, you know, 12 of the Marlins players and coaching staff tested positive for COVID, so they had to cancel their games <laughs> on opening weekend.
1: And saying that, that's just another, you even look at sports just like travel. I mean, what is said one day, you know, opened up and within, you know, a week or two completely changes. So uh, we've all got to remain, you know, adaptable and flexible. It's the name of the game right now.
0: Yeah, and it's kind of like, you know, when the, the Olympics in Tokyo, when they called that, like, right. last spring, and I'm like, ah, it's not going to take, like, a whole year for them to recover on this. It's like, no, they're yeah. going to need the full year to
1: plan. They are, absolutely.
0: Yeah, so if you need to go to Tokyo in 2021, give Samantha a call. Yes. <laughs> and she'll work on some contingency plans for that, absolutely. too.
1: Yes, plan A, B, C, D, and E.
0: Yeah, probably all the way through Z at this point. Yeah, right?
1: I have already rebooked some clients like three or four times because we keep moving it. And finally, I'm like, we need to just push to another year. Can we do that? (laughs) I mean, it's so true.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like we've been planning a trip to Disney for almost two or three years. And then it was all like, oh, they're opening up uh, Star Wars Land. and It's like, well, we're not going to go on 2019 when they opened because it was just, you know right ridiculous crowded so we were going to go this year and it's like no i'm not going anywhere near florida
1: exactly (laughs) (laughs) right uh hopefully soon yeah so with uh
0: one question with your main business being like in a state of flux have you found that you've been branching out into other business arenas just to you know make sure you've got enough things going on
1: You know, so as I mentioned, I, I'm still, so I, I had, um, I don't know actually the number, but basically January, February, March, so normally in travel world for agents, January through May is called wave season Mm. and wave season is always the craziest time. It's almost like basically tax season, but for travel agents and it is bananas with bookings because it's everyone, you know, booking for spring, you know, last minute spring break, Then you've got summer and then holidays are also a crazy time to travel too. So that's always the busiest time of year. And then, I mean, it stays pretty steady the rest of the time, but that's usually when it's crazy. So January, February, March were insanely great for my business. Um, And so I still am working with clients from all of those bookings to either rebooks, you know, or again, there, like I said, there's some that we're still working through from March. Um, everything from you know refunds to if they had to use you know their travel insurance, getting those claims filed, different things like that. So that's definitely still keeping me busy. Um, I know a lot of people may be surprised. I'm still getting inquiries. Um, people are still, some people are still comfortable with the idea of traveling in the future and they <laughs> want to start thinking about it now. But again, I think they were ones that said, hey, I'll do this on my own previously. And now they're like, there's no way I'm going to do this on my own. So we're already starting to work on 2021, 2022. And obviously, like you said, with contingency plans and with expectations that, all right, we plan this out now. This is what it'll look like if we have to move. Um, but as far as other, you know, it's type, types of things, businesses, I, you know, I want to stay true to my clients. Um, I know travel will come back. Um, -hmm. and I'm willing to stay patient, um, because this is something that I've always wanted to be in for the long haul. So, um, I'm still staying dedicated, but I mean, I've been working on my business too. Um, you know, I've, been recording videos, I've been doing podcasts, I'm taking, you know, trainings on a daily basis just to keep up on my education. Um, Still, I'm attending virtual conferences since most, you know, pretty much everything in person's been canceled. So um, just, again, keeping up my level of expertise, and then that way when travel does come back, it's not, it's just going to be, I don't want to say business as usual, but I'll just be able to pick right back up where I left off. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Well, good good i'm glad yeah. you're still staying engaged that's a real important Definitely. too absolutely you know, and that's part of staying positive as well because it'd be real easy to slide back into things and rest on our laurels and go well you know yeah i'll be honest we're pretty busy you know obviously with as many people that are out of work but in march and april it was very very slow for us because you know things were in a state of flux and people weren't uh, feeling comfortable about spending money on resumes or things like that I honestly worked harder then to make sure we were staying on top Mm -hmm. of everything and all the things of working on my business to make us ready and then in May and June and July we've actually seen a huge uptick on people who are wanting to get back to work and want to be ahead of the crowd before you know everybody else, really.
1: Right, right. No, and I think that's, you know, the biggest thing. I really looked at it and I thought, all right, you know, even though I was, you know, super busy just working through the madness of all all of the cancellations, but I thought, you know what, I can't let anything get behind, you know, you need to think about other things that January, February, March, I talk about how busy it was then too, you know, my, I had wanted to redesign my website and do this and do that. And I really thought I've still got to keep up with all this. It's still business as usual. I've still kept my same business hours, get up every day. I'm at my desk. And I think, you know, that's just really important with, you know, continuity, you know, and that's why my clients have always continued to come back. This isn't a, it's not a side hobby. It's, you know, it's my full-time job. And I, I do take it very seriously.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's the way I feel about, you know, all business, right? People will take you as seriously as you take yourself. Absolutely. But don't take yourself too seriously. Too seriously. (laughs) (laughs) The big question is, did you wear pants? (laughs) I, I don't know what it's been in the COVID thing. Why is uh-huh. everybody wearing no pants? It's nope. like, put on your freaking pants. pants. I mean, even
1: sweatpants, it doesn't matter. Yeah,
0: sweatpants <laughs> is better than no pants, yeah. okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, anyways, now we get to come to one of my favorite parts of the show where we get to talk about the tattoo of the day. Oh. So- Samantha, do you have any tattoos?
1: So, funny, well, first of all, I, this was like, I was most nervous about this question. (laughs) And not because I have anything to hide. It's actually, I don't have any tattoos. And I thought, (gasps) don't I sound super boring? (laughs) What's interesting with tattoos is I don't have anything against them. Um, And honestly, I'm actually really fascinated by most of them because I think, They're very beautiful works of art. And for the artists that create them, I mean what a talent to have like that. I could only wish to have a fraction of that ability to be able to do that. Um, But I really have never, I just have never settled on anything I've been wanting to get tattooed and it's not, I don't know, I guess just throughout the years, it's something I haven't really thought about, but I will tell you, I've been in Colorado now for a year Mm -hmm. and I'm not sure why whether it's I just notice it more here or more people that live here have tattoos, but I feel like everyone has, not just one, but many, and mm-hmm. I'm, like, the only one that doesn't have one. Sometimes I feel like that. <laughs> but,
0: Colorado actually is a pretty heavily inked state.
1: Okay. it so. definitely backs up my, my thinking. Um, but I think what I love, though, about, you know, and why when we talked about doing this podcast, why I was so intrigued to be on it is I think that it's great that you highlight, like, the name. It highlights the fact that individuals, people that have tattoos, it doesn't matter um whether you do or you don't you still can be a professional and I know that a lot of older generations there's been a stigma like if you have tattoos you're not a professional and that I, I think there's couldn't be anything that's farther from the truth from that because um, I know in my careers there's been tons of incredible people that have tattoos and they're actually super fun and awesome and what a way to express yourself I guess I've just I need some people to send me some inspiration, maybe. Maybe that's all it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Say you could get, um, I know, you could get, like, a global map on your back. And then every time you visit a country, you put, like, a new pin in it.
1: <laughs> or fill it in. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, make it another color or a big check mark on right?
1: it. Yeah. Oh, man. That would so, be, well, whoever the artist would be, they would know that they would have, like, me coming in on the regular or at yeah. least once COVID passes right coming in but uh and now have you ever had any other guests that don't does everyone yes have okay yeah. good then I'm not alone no that. you're
0: not alone you're not alone at all and some of them are not surprising like Cammie Walsh who's you know the director of the chamber of commerce does not have any but then again I'm surprised I'll have like a guest on in some of the luxury service markets that we do and I'll, like, I'm always gonna go oh, they don't have tattoos and it's like no they got four or five it's like oh that's cool yeah.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Now do, do you ever share yours?
0: Oh yeah. I mean, everybody's heard about mine. Oh,
1: okay.
0: All <laughs> right. Yes, and I am getting new tattoos done for COVID and everything. So
1: what is that something you're, will you share once it's done or is it big reveal?
0: Oh, I'll share it when I'm done, but I, uh, I finally figured out which one I'm going to do for my COVID tattoo after looking through several of them. Uh, was, this sounds so weird, but I really just have always liked the aesthetic of the biohazard symbol. Okay. I just, I I know it's weird. (laughs) I told you it was weird. So I found one where the tattoo looks like it's just kind of turned, burned or torn into the flesh. I told you this is going to be awful. You're going to be, oh, Donna. And I was like, I really like that idea. And on the my lower left calf I've actually got like a face hugger from alien on there it's my joke tattoo because he's holding up a sign that says free hugs yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how much you know about aliens but which,
1: which I feel like the biohazard I mean now that people aren't supposed to be hugging is that like why the two go together
0: yeah that and uh on um, the tattoo itself when I get it done I'm gonna make it look more like an acid burn and then instead of like red blood do like the green blood from the aliens so
1: all right <laughs> I can't wait to see it
0: well you know me I'm into horror so
1: yes A huge I love it fan. though
0: so anyways uh, why don't you tell us how people can get in touch with you what's the best sure.
1: way? um most people either they reach out um via my website um email and social media. So website is www.planyourperfectvacation.com. Um, email Samantha at plan Um, And same with Facebook and Instagram. My handle is also planyourperfectvacation.com. So pretty simple. If you can remember that long, long uh, title, you can reach out to me any of those ways. Um, And even if it's just to, some people just want to chat travel and they, you know, don't want to go anywhere or, you know, they just, I don't know, or want to talk about how I started my business. I'm always um, willing to talk to, or people that want to make a career change. Obviously, as I mentioned, this is third career for me. So it doesn't have to even be, travel-related. I'm
0: just always open to a conversation. Cool. Cool. So uh, anyways, my producer always likes to remind me too. uh, My name is Donna Shannon. You can find us personaltouchcareerservices.com or just Google that thing, man, you'll find me. And uh, as always, if you like what we did here, give us a like, give us a follow, give us a comment if it really, really struck you. If you didn't like it, don't be mean, just keep it to yourself. (laughs) So thank you very much and we'll talk to you next time.